Welcome to Off the Clock, a podcast by Persino Wells and Woodland, where we take a team-centered, family-focused approach to serving the estate planning and elder law needs of our community on the Eastern Shore. I'm Michelle Persino Wells, one of the attorneys at PWW Law, and I'm joined today by Tanya Dennis, the director of the Laughlin Park Center, which is a skilled nursing facility here in Seaford, Delaware. And we are really excited to kind of touch base today and sort of touch base on what's happening in the world of nursing home care amidst this pandemic that we're all living in. So Tanya, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for taking time out of your schedule to to be here with me. So just to give our listeners a little background on Tanya, I, I I just told her before we started that I stalked her on the, the website, so and I was pretty impressed with your bio, even though I've known you for a long time. But So Tanya has a doctorate of education in or, organizational leadership from Wilmington University and a master's degree from Johns Hopkins University, where she worked on brain imaging research for five years. Um, and then Tanya's been working in the long-term care industry since 1994 and obtained her administrator's license in 2007. So what a great background. So Tanya, you know, I'm so curious to to hear from you and sort of hear, you know, what it's been like all these months of, you know, living through this pandemic as the director of a long-term care facility. So Mm -hmm. why don't you kind of just tell us what it's been like for you? Well, let's just say um, it's been a different world. Um, We actually call it, our COVID world, um, because things have definitely changed. Um, we're used to seeing a lot of life in the facility. Um, an example I can give you is normally um, at the very beginning of December, we usually have tons of holiday decorations. We have um, a dinner that we invite our families to um, to celebrate the holiday season. Um, and we do a light <clears throat> um, ceremony so that we have um, lights turned on and unfortunately uh, this year we don't have a lot of that so we've had to plan alternatives and come up with creative ways that we can still engage our residents make it festive Um, but it's it's been a challenging 10 plus months now and um, we continually adapt to whatever changes come our way and um, we keep in touch with our families on a weekly basis, um, more, more frequently if needed, but I have a weekly Zoom call for yes. our family so that I can keep them up to date with the information that is going on and um, the industry as well as um, the constant changing things that come from um, public health. Right, right. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I so admire the work that you do and the care you provide for your residents. Um, you know, with our practice, you know, with the asset protection planning work that we do, um, you know, we, we work with so many families that have, have loved ones that need care or are already receiving long-term care. And, you know, oftentimes the ones that, the ones that are sort of on the brink of that who need care, they're so terrified. <laughs> they're so terrified of what... You know it's going to be like you know when they're when they're you know their loved one goes you know into a facility and what that that sort of environment's going to be like and you know I've worked with so many families over the years that once they their loved one is placed and settled it's such a huge sense of relief for mm-hmm. them um, so that's I think one of the most rewarding things that that we do in our practice is right. that we can help people 
you know, get their loved ones the care that they need. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, kind of our side of it is to, to help them get that care without going totally broke. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, which is, I think, the, a, a huge reason of why people put off receiving the care that they need. Sure. Um, but... Uh, you know that that's something that that you know when we get those emails or letters or cards or whatever it may be once all the planning is completed and their family family member is settled and you know they're they're so glad that they made that leap and it's because yeah. of you know the people like you that provide such amazing care um, so I'm curious this year you know I heard you just say that you have the zoom you know meetings weekly with families um, how many, you know, how, how have, like, it, how really have residents' loved ones, you know, mm -hmm. stayed in touch with them throughout this time? Well, in terms of the family members with our residents, um, we've, we've done that in multiple ways. Um, we started out with Zoom calls. Um, we also have done FaceTime, um, Google Duo, and we continue to do those things. But over the summer, we were able to do outside visits. Um, by being able to, to check people in, um, screen them like we would any of our staff that come in the front door. And if anybody had any symptoms, we would not be able to continue with the visit. Mm -hmm. um, but we had the social distancing and our residents had a mask and our family members had to wear a mask. And um, for those individuals that we do have that wander, we were not always able to do an outside visit but what we did instead, because we knew they would not be able to maintain the social distancing, mm -hmm. is we actually, um, we, we're fortunate that we have a classroom on our garden level, and we have a beautiful garden out back. Mm -hmm. yes. And so what we did is we had the family sit on the outside of the window and the resident on the inside. And oh. I even have a family member who said, it's okay that she doesn't sit down. The yeah. fact that we can see her walking around and wandering right. is what gives us the peace that we need to feel that she's taken well uh, care of. Right, right, so. absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure you have to see, like, had to do lots of creative things, you know, that you never never <laughs> thought about before, probably. No, <laughs> we, we've done things that, um, you know, and we're constantly thinking, what can we do differently? Right. I mean, I'll give you a great example. We just yeah, did please. last week, and it was so much fun. We did a reindeer hunt. Yeah. And um, several of the staff um, put our antlers on, and we were the reindeers. <laughs> and several of our residents from their doorway yeah. um, were the hunters, and they had our Nerf guns. And as uh. we ran back and forth uh, from, you know, in front of their doorways, and some of the residents were really good shooters. <laughs> so <laughs> we were actually running pretty quickly to try and avoid the shot. Um, I have never ever, I, I heard belly laughter. I mean, oh, you, know, well, you can't I see the smiles with the mask right, on because they right. still have to have their mask on. Right. Um, but you heard that belly laughter that is just, it's priceless. Oh, absolutely. And um, they enjoyed it so much that we are also going to now have a goose hunt. So <laughs> <laughs> we will dress as either geese or ducks, right, whichever right, one. Yeah. And they're going to have an opportunity. They requested to, to have to do it again. Uh, so, that is wonderful. Yeah, it, it was great. It was, it, but again, that's, fun. that's creative. Yeah, yeah. We've done parades up and down the hallway, um, uh, snow, snowball, um, yeah. trying to get it into the snowman's mouth. Um, <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised what we're able to come up with. Oh. And, that's amazing. Um, they make crafts. They're yeah. still doing ceramics. The the lady who yeah. does the ceramics class can't come in. Right. But we buy the supplies. They paint them in their room. And our activities um, director does what needs to be done um, 
for the final um, yeah. part of that. And, and it works, and, and they're still able to participate in those one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is wonderful. That sounds so fun. It is. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> like, you guys also good exercise, too, running around. I, I was a little out of breath. I have to admit, I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, like at my house, while we were all at home for so long, you know, we came up with all kinds of activities to do. So it kind of makes sense because, you know, that's their family, you know, absolutely. your family, right? Yeah, they become part of our extended family. Right, absolutely. And that's how they feel. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm kind of curious, you know, Talk to me, if you will, about sort of the admissions process, you know, during all of this. And are you having new residents come in? Are there rules? You know, what are the parameters around that right okay. now? Um, actually, we did bring um, somebody uh, from home just yeah. this week. Is that right? Um, okay. Most of our referrals actually come from the hospital, um, but we did have um, a couple long-term care referrals this week, and we did bring them in. And... Um, the process for that is a little more complicated when they're coming from home, only because if they've not been to a doctor's visit recently, right. then it's hard for us to have the most up-to-date medical information. Um, but we contact the primary care physician um, when we get the consent, and we get the medical information, and then we have a center transition nurse who reaches out mm -hmm. to get what we need to, to make sure we screen for COVID, um, because we have to make sure that nobody is coming in our building that has the symptoms um, that they might be positive for COVID, because we are COVID naive. And so, with that being said, once they meet the screening criteria that our center transition nurse um, does, then we work on setting up a time for them to come in. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Because we had, we had have heard mixed things um, in the community about that facilities weren't taking um, you know new residents from home that they would only take them you know if they were coming from after a hospital stay. There so are that's, some. So that's good to hear. Yeah, there are some facilities that have made the choice not to take um, people from home. Mm -hmm. um, but our feeling is that we're here to serve the community. Right. So whatever we can do to help that happen, then that's what we're here for. Right. So it is, like I said, it's a little more challenging because the information that we have to get is not as accessible as it right. is when somebody's in the hospital, right. but it still can happen. Yeah, well, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good to hear because I do fear, you know, even we've seen it with our asset protection planning, that side of our practice, um, where there's been a significant slowdown, you know, mm -hmm. where people really aren't you know, seeking out, we're, we're fearful that people aren't seeking out the care that their loved ones need because they're just afraid right, uh, right now. And I think that you're absolutely right about that. There are people who have had that fear. So, you know, when I look at the volume, we certainly have ha haven't had the volume of people coming from home that right. we have in the past. Um, but we're starting to see more of those referrals and by being able to get them in and you know, I think, you know, the more we can communicate with them and put them at ease, the better they're going to feel about having their loved one come and, and right. live with us. Right. Yeah, I think that kind of lends itself to me asking you, you know, I know in our practice, there's so many myths. People have so many unknowns or people have assumptions, you know, things that I could talk about for an hour about, you know, all the different fears that people have. I mean, from your, from your industry perspective, you know, what do you, what do you, take this opportunity, you know, that whoever's going to be listening to this podcast, you know, are there things, are there myths, are there things that you want to say about the services you provide? Well, we're providing the same services that we always have. We're just right. doing it a little bit differently. Right. Um, so, 
you know, early on with the COVID, there was a lot of negative publicity um, yeah. that nursing homes um, had. Right. And um, it, what it did is I think it stereotyped um, the skilled nursing facilities. And so it did create that fear within. But I, I have to be honest, I feel safer when I go to work than I do <laughs> any other place that I am. I bet. Am. Yeah, that makes um, sense, really. Because yeah. we wear our mask at all times. Yeah. We actually wear goggles. Yeah. Um, and Which I have Tanya is wearing right now. <laughs> we're wearing masks, so if we sound a little muffled, that's why. We're sitting, I think, more than six feet apart we from one another. Are. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I really do. And I, I even tell my husband, I said, I feel safer at work. Than, yeah. I mean, you're more at risk if you go to a restaurant, if you right. go to a grocery store, um, any public place, you're much more at risk. And we are constantly wearing our protective equipment. Right. And if we have a resident who has symptoms, we actually screen our residents three times a day wow. for symptoms. So our nurses are actually Great. assessing and uh, evaluating um, our residents routinely and have been for, for months. And so if somebody has a symptom and they're under investigation, we have a room that is designated that we place that individual in um, to separate them so that they're not putting the other resident that they might be in the room with at risk mm -hmm. if they do have a roommate. And then we are very fortunate to have what's called the point of care testing in our facility. So we actually have the, have the rapid test in our facility that we can oh, test them immediately and get a result. Yeah, so it's nice to have that. Um, see, that was um, provided to us by the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. That's great. And we can do that 24 hours a day, seven days a week if we need to. So we have a test right away that gives us an indication of whether or not that person is positive or negative um, for COVID. That's wonderful. It is. To have that we didn't have it in the beginning. Right. So it was a little bit longer for us to find out. Right. Um, Scarier probably. Yeah. But we're still also testing our residents weekly. Um, there is a, a, what they call a um, red level severity in yeah. the state of Delaware right now and all counties. Right. So um, as a result of that, we do weekly testing on our staff and we're doing weekly testing on our residents. And if we have residents that go out for dialysis, we're doing it twice a week. Wow. And if they're a new admission, they go into uh, an admission observation unit for a 14-day quarantine period where we monitor them. Right. And um, we're testing them the first day they get there, the third or fourth day they get there, around day 10, and then at day 14. And so they've had four tests before we move them off of that wow. unit. Wow. So yes, we're doing everything we can every to. So, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. It's yeah. much safer it is. <laughs> and I mean, often than it is in the regular. I'm thinking about every time yeah. I go to the grocery store. I right? mean, you think about it. We're, I mean, you know, we're, we're testing people regularly to make sure that we're doing what we need to do to keep our residents safe. Right. Yeah, that's that's wonderful mm -hmm. and amazing. And and thank goodness you have the access to the testing now and you know how things have evolved throughout this. And so that brings me, I have to ask you as a healthcare professional, you know, the COVID vaccine has just become available this week. Yes, it And is. so I'm really curious about your thoughts about the vaccine. Like will you be vaccinated once it's available to you? What are you 
Tell me what you're thinking. As a matter of fact, I did get the vaccine yesterday. Oh, okay. We received a delivery from the state um, two days ago. Um, Of course, it was exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time. I bet, I bet. um, Because, you know, you have to keep it at the proper temperature. It was delivered to us in a refrigerated um, uh, container, and we immediately put it in the refrigerator um, where we have um, the digital data logger so that we know that that range of the temperature stays where it needs to be the entire time the vaccine is in there. We only received 20 doses, so we had to prioritize which staff were going to get it. And um, the main reason I got it yesterday and I was the first person to get it is because my staff um, wanted uh, to make sure that um, I got it so that they could see how it was. And um, my nursing director also got it. Um, she was okay. the second one. And okay. then the third one was one of our nurses who actually uh, was one of the first employees at Laughlin. And she's oh. been there since the building opened in 1992. Oh, wow. So we were the first three. And I can say I feel great. Um, you know, Good. I felt a little bit of discomfort this morning waking up where my arm was. I don't feel anything now at all. That's wonderful. Um, and we have vaccinated 20 people. Yeah. So wow. um, I feel very strongly about it. I think the only way we're ever going to get this under control was to um, have enough people vaccinated that we can stop the spread. And ultimately, the main reason is um, I want to do it for our residents. I want right. to protect them. I want to protect our staff. I want right. to protect my family. Right. And right. I have an 84-year-old father that um, I want to protect. Absolutely. Um, so I right. feel very strongly. It is a personal choice. However, um, you know, I think those individuals who are waiting to see how we feel, right. I tell them, I said, look, I worked in research for a little over five years. I, I know how studies were done. Um, I was uh, a part of Johns Hopkins at the time when they studied the first um, medication for Alzheimer's in, wow. in the clinical trials. So I had the opportunity to look at that research and actually help write um, data um, for some of the research papers. So I said they didn't cut any corners on this. Right. These studies have had between 30 and 40,000 people that have been followed for over 120 days. They were the guinea pigs, not right, us. Right, right, right. God bless them. So you know, I, I you know, so I felt very strongly about um, why I feel it's important to get it. Yeah. But again, it is a personal choice, and right, I understand. Absolutely. I understand the hesitancy. It's new. People yeah. think there's a lot of myths out there. Yes. Um, I yes. encourage people to go on the um, Center for Disease Control website. There's plenty of documentation on that website that is factual, so you don't fall into that myth that really is not accurate information. Right, like I think that's the important thing. I was fortunate and was able to listen to a lecture from a, 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 a infectious disease specialist from Johns Hopkins mm-hmm. and she was amazing and explained how this process has happened so quickly, but a lot of it's because of the, you know, typically the pharmaceutical companies have a huge financial risk, Mm -hmm. and where that was very different with this, with the government being involved, and so much of it made sense, and I was so glad that, yeah, I did spend that hour to to sort of get, you know, facts Mm -hmm. from someone who knew what they were talking about, as as opposed to reading stuff on social media, or, you know, even the, you know, the news nowadays, you just never know what's, what's accurate and what's not. So, yes, I do think that that is certainly the really great advice. So thank you for that. I'm saying, yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta make sure you're getting the, the facts from a, a reputable source. 
So kudos to you for getting the vaccine and for for being a, a leader for your team and your residents and the community. Yes, we uh, do have um, CVS who scheduled our first clinic for our residents. Is that right? Okay. Residents and staff um, on December 30th. So oh, we're working now to contact families to get an idea. I've been actually talking to them for the last three weeks. I just yeah. had my really big um, Zoom meeting with the families okay. and had our medical director, Dr. Bora, um, talk to the families and go over information so that they, they're ready. So um, as soon as we get the consent forms from CVS, we're ready to start um, getting that documented. So we'll be ready for our yeah. clinic. Um, they'll actually come in and they'll do the administering yeah. of that, that medication for that vaccine on that day. Great. Mm -hmm. That's really great. It is. It's exciting. And I guess with this vaccine, the one that you received, do you have to have the second dose? We do. Okay. Um, we're with Pfizer, so it's 21 days. Okay. So I already calculated January 7th as my 21st day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and are, do you have any concerns about availability when you get to that January 7th date? Yeah. Or no? No. Okay. We've been assured that there's the, the doses are there for us Good. to get that second. Mm -hmm. Good. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, that's fabulous. I think that probably is going to wrap up our time for today. Okay. So anything you want to add? Anything you want to no, tell our I, listeners? I appreciate you inviting me here today. Oh, so I have pleasure. the opportunity to talk to everyone. And, you know, at any point in time, if you have any questions, we're always available. Even if you're not going to put your loved one in our facility, I have no problem with somebody calling and asking and, and getting some general information to help increase the comfort with whatever it is, whether you're making a future decision or you have questions about the COVID vaccine, um, I'm more than happy to answer those questions. Believe me, we have been working on education and we have had um, sometimes two, twice a day education from the leaders in the industry to help us to know exactly what we're working with and how this vaccine works. Right. So right. Um, I, one thing I, I will say though is people ask us, will the mask and the goggles go away? Um, I think it's important for people to understand that not for a while. Right. Um, the efficacy of the uh, the vaccine is not until after the second dose, about a one to two week period afterwards. Um, so we're still not really right. protected with getting the first vaccine dose. Um, however, it gives us hope. Right. As we say, us light hope. at the end of the tunnel. Yes, right. Right. Absolutely feel it. Um, and honestly, I feel it for the first time in a long time. So yeah. it's, it's exciting. Um, I was very excited to hear that we had our first CBS clinic coming because yeah, that's great. they originally told us it would be told up like the third week of January. Oh, so, wow. really? so that gives me hope also that things are actually happening a little bit quicker right. than right. what we anticipated. Yeah. So light at the end of the tunnel, just like you said. Right. So yeah, we just have to hope and pray that, that the vaccine is going to do what mm -hmm. it's supposed to do and that, yeah, eventually this is the first step for us getting back to somewhat normal lives, you know, mm -hmm. hopefully, um, sometime in 2021. So, Tanya, so. thank you so much for my joining me today. Um, so, again, we've had Tanya Dennis here today from uh, the uh, Laughlin Park Center here in Seaford, in Delaware. Um, so, thank you for being with us today on Off the Clock. If you'd like to learn more about PWW Law, visit us at our website at pwwlaw.com. Of course, you can contact us directly by calling 302-628-4140 or emailing us at info at pwwlaw.com. We're here to help you plan today to protect your families tomorrow. We'll see you next time. 
Anything discussed on Off the Clock is for general informational purposes only and is not intended to create an attorney-client relationship. To obtain the most reliable guidance, listeners are encouraged to seek personalized advice from qualified professionals. That's a wrap. <laughs>